0: leaders of the future. Welcome to discussing Cuban Revolution 101 with your girl, Kitty Girl Pam. Today, we will get into the events leading up to the Cuban Revolution. That way you have everything you need to know of when, where, why, and how it happened in a short matter of time. Let's begin with what we know the definition to, but how it connects to Cuba. Now, revolution is known to be change of power by revolting for change within their community and they stand for improvement. You may have your own definition or perspective as to what exactly revolution means to you, but this is a prime example of what I define it as. Okay, so let's jump right into it and start with when and where the Cuban Revolution first took place. It first commenced on July 26, 1953, outside of Santiago de Cuba attacking the monocate military barracks in an attempt to overthrow dictator Fulgancio Batista. Wait, let me remind, as you may not know who Fulgancio Batista is. Who is Fulgancio Batista anyway, and why is he really recognized? Well, Batista was president of Cuba from the year 1933 to 1944. He was a tyrant who came to power in a military coup, later becoming a dictator from the year 1952 to 1959. He turned Havana, the capital of Cuba, into a luxury playground for foreigners. Ah, so that means Cuba was a wealthy country. You might be asking yourself. Perhaps, but no, Cuba was the exact opposite. Cuba had a lot of poverty, and here's why. The United States recognized and supported Batista that ended up in corruption due to the buying land in order to be used for profit and export. They kept it uncultivated, having the locals be starved, and the reason as to why poverty remained. Batista was a terrible government leader who used terrorists, methods jailed opponents and what might not come to a surprise is make fortunes for himself and his associates obviously only benefiting himself and team being self being extremely selfish right the wealthy sees more power but this time his military actually protected the seizure of private property and communists take over protecting corporate projects you may be wondering why the people never stood up to him well he did have a lot of power already but his tactics which helped to prevent the people from speaking up using the fear of communism to overthrow any government that was a threat to those profits all right time to get juicy of why they finally seek for self help. Let me introduce you to Fidel and Che. They were the main revolutionary leaders that that were well recognized who organized a group called 26th of July Movement who were also fellow members of Partido Ortodoxo. They came together to end the social inequality, poverty, and oppression. Oh you know they're uniting because they desire and are up to fight towards the universal health care, public education, economic growth, the end of classism. Was revolution the only solution to help these civilians? Well, the answer is simply yes. Everyone who suffered to have access to any of these problems saw revolution as the solution to finally put an end to their suffrage and the only way to get rid of the corrupt president. These civilians were unhappy because they were treated poorly by their government that is supposed to uplift and help them improve as a country. Meanwhile, the president was looking out for his own in order to gain more wealth and power. As you can recognize, much like other countries, reasons why other countries' civilians revolutionize are similar to the ones we went over, and which are the To the end, the corruption government officials that only use the position to benefit themselves as well as their associates and gain power. While the people suffer from medical attention, poverty, no access to public education, on the upcoming episodes, make sure to watch out to be introduced to the biography of the Cuban Revolution leaders that made an impact of who were used to that made an impact and who were used as a symbol. Good afternoon, leaders of the future, and welcome back to Discussing Cuban Revolution 101 with your one and only Kitty Girl Pam. Last episode, we discussed of when the revolution began and who they tried to overthrow. Now, this episode, we will get into a spicy, more perspective of who led the revolution and how they managed to be successful. Let's get into more detail as to how exactly the revolution began to be organized. After the attack on July 26, 1953, An attempt to overthrow Batista failed even after having the support of 150 supporters. Fidel Castro, the leader of the Cuban Revolution, was captured alongside his brother, Raul. Uh Uh-oh, but wait. Even though he was in prison, Castro continued to coordinate activities. After two years of being in prison under an amnesty ideal with the Bastista government they were released in which they traveled to Mexico in order to continue the planning of their revolution. This is when Castro and other exiles including El Che met together. El Che also known as Ernesto Che Guevara was a young medical student from Argentina who became a a revolutionary icon and symbol, which became extremely famous after his picture was taken by a photographer. He was a symbol of hope for the civilians and innovation. He believed that Latin America's poor could be rectified only through violent revolution, aka rebellion. Guevara was instrumental in helping Castro seize power. He oversaw land redistribution and the witness of poverty. He saw across Latin America changed his perspective that saving a life and helping others was much more than just medical attention. That is why he wanted to fight towards revolution, since the ones who were being affected were the low income farm workers, civilians that worked in order to live being constantly mistreated and exploited by the corruption going on even though Guevara came from a wealthy background that did not stop him from wanting to help now to move on and add the spice on December 2nd 1956 Castro returned to Cuba aboard the boat grandma near the eastern city of Mancino with cache of weapons ready to attack, but unfortunately, Batista's military forces killed and captured, once again, most of the attackers except, you guessed it, Castro, Raul, and Guevara, alongside others. They were able to escape into the Sierra Manstra mountain range that is alongside the southern eastern coast. This is when this is when over the years Castro force waged a guerrilla war against the Batista government, which led to organizing the resistance groups all over Cuba, in small towns and cities that later were, would contribute to Castro's massive dissertation that helped Batista's government to finally collapse. Occurring the beginning of 1953 causing Batista to flee the Dominican Republic and Castro successfully alongside the guerrilla campaign to take over Cuba which concluded an act of warfare. Now we went over how they were able to be successful even if it did take a lot of attempts Because as you can see, Batista did have a lot of military power that helped him be aware of the attacks planned by Fidel and his guerrilla army. Now that they are in charge, how do you think they will manage to help the civilians? Do you think they will also be corrupt? Maybe prevent them from freedom? Well, hmm, catch us later for the upcoming episode. Of our sponsor resolution, thank you so much for listening, and stay tuned, future leaders. Good evening, leaders of the future. Welcome back to discussing Cuban Revolution 101. You are here again with your host, Kitty Girl Pam i hope your day has been splendid now let's take a recap last week's episode in which we introduced you to your activist leader Che Guevara along with his fellow friend Fidel Castro and his brother Raul we went into detail how they were able to organize and overthrow the corrupt government of Bautista prior to the revolution the Cuban government is a republic with President Bautista in which we mentioned already that he is a selfish, corrupt leader that benefits from the wealth and leadership position given his power, meanwhile having the support from the United States. The military forces far off the rebels and killed or imprisoned those who supported the revolution as their way and response to call for change. Since they were against helping their civilians in order to continue to grow more powerful and continue to hold that over the people as a tactic to keep them from protesting. The leaders have had enough and waited for years as well as lots of effort to plan and to be successful. It was no peaceful end. Fidel Castro and forces overthrew. Bautista, where he fled to the Dominican Republic, the leaders did not give in the people's needs. However, as I mentioned, Bautista didn't manage to flee instead of confronting the situation. Both sides used military forces to try to gain control. However, due to Castro planning and reforming armies across Cuba, he was able to manage and declare the threat. It was not until Bautista fled Cuba that the revolution ended and Castro became a prime minister, being the resolution. The revolution did not end on January 1st of the year, 1959, but continued to have events that followed back to events that had corruption, even with Castro being the official leader in Cuba. Cuba emerged as a socialist state-run by the Communist Party. Castro also was a problem in which he had a nightmare. He followed tactics similar to Bautista, such as creating forced labor camps, torture of prisoners, and the oppression to speak or leave Cuba. Meanwhile, Che also took part in building a regime of terror across Cuba but helped peasants build healthcare clinics and schools. The new regime did not hesitate to execute and kill those not in favor of them, starting off with Bautista officials that were against under Under Castro, improvements were made to healthcare and education while he maintained dicta- dictatorial control over the country and brutally prosecuted or imprisoned anyone thought to be enemies of the regime, implemented communist domestic policy and initiated military and economic relations with the Soviet Union that led to restraining relations with the United States. We cover now how Batista did a cowardly act of fleeing the Dominican Republic instead of making change and or deal with the new leader, Fidel Castro, and how his control, he also fled tactics similar to Bautista, but giving them a better lifestyle. Up next, we have the last episode on how all these events happen and current events as history repeats itself. Now, keep an eye out and thank you for listening to my podcast. I'll see you next week delightful day. Thank you. Good morning, leaders of the future. You are back to listening to the podcast of Discussing Cuban Revolution 101 with your host, Kitty Girl Pam. For your last episode of Current Connections, let's take a recap of what we discussed about from last episode as you may remember we went over how the government responds towards the revolution and how they managed the entire situation now let's finish up on how they connect to the current events of today buckle up as you may be surprised that in 2020 it occurs a corrupt leader was replaced by a militaristic dictator, in Fidel Castro. The United States and Cuba relationship was non-existent. After the revolution, the fear of communism spreading to Latin America terrified the United States, especially during the Cold War. Tension between the U.S. and Cuba accumulated in the 1962 Cuban Missile Crisis leading up to the event of Bay of Pig Invasion, which was a failed operation from Cuban exile who opposed Fidel Castro by the one and only CIA of the United States of America. The world saw some revolution to combat corrupt leaders. Guerrilla warfare tactics were seen in Latin America to combat social inequalities and oppression as they continued to face similar events that occurred, inspiring many activists to protest against their own government that failed them due to the system that was broken and was being in place although after the revolution there were many advances in health care and education in the long run they sacrificed economic efficiency and growth which also did not help the united states embargo against cuba most recently we saw social outbreaks against oppression and inequality in chile fighting for the new constitution history always has a way of repeating itself and you can apply the resolutions and outcomes of the the Cuban Revolution to the present day. The current state of Cuba is an economic disaster and once again the Cuban people are living in oppression. (sighs) The events are happening again as it leads back to corruption. Corruption It continues to be back and back in history. We need to start making change and encouraging leaders. But the dismantling of an injustice system is extremely hard to disrupt when the whole government takes part. Here in America, it's seen. We have an injustice government that is in favor of white supremacy. Although they will never say, it. but with their actions, it's proven. However, we discuss how history will continue to repeat itself unless we have a leader that is not corrupt and looking to benefit themselves. Now, you have learned that they will continue to be a corrupt government all over the states unless. People take action. People will always have the right to protest against their government. People need to stand up to what they believe in, even if it's scary. But the dismantling of injustices needs to happen because the people don't need to suffer. I hope you keep this information for future references that you can make connections to to help with change. Now, I thank you for listening to the podcast series, Discovering, Discovering Cuban Revolution 101 with Kitty Girl Pam. Let's keep updating, and I'll see you again. Thank you.